Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome into Center Court. I'm Mac McDonald with Ralph Sampson and a great guest coming up today. Uh, Jay Hoff, former Cavalier, who Ralph is making the, you know, the rock concert tour, Memphis, you know, Charlotte, uh, going out west, uh, trying to make an NBA club. How how tough is it for these guys to travel to these cities and to showcase their talents? First of all, everybody has to understand that there's only a limited amount of players that can play in the NBA any year, right? And every year you got new people coming in trying to get someone else's spot. You know, the top six or seven Eight, eight players have guaranteed contracts. So you really only have four to five spots every year that transitions and turns over, right? So somebody coming in new, unless they're the top 10 picks, it's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. So with what Jay's doing and his career or any kid coming out, whatever, it's tough to get to the NBA and stay unless you have a will and a passion to play the game. How do you view Jay's skills as he, you know, and try and tries to showcase, showcase his talents? How do you view his skills? Well, as I said, Jay, Jay's a late bloomer, right? Um, you know, he, he, he's, he, his heights-wise, his body structure, um, they tell him put on more weight, et cetera, et cetera. They told me the same thing, and it never happened, obviously, still the same weight. But he's a late bloomer. And then, you know, the UBA system, he he's didn't have the offensive uh, low post or shooting, shooting ability that he may have had somewhere else. But he got a great education, He's got a great foundation to play the next level if he mm-hmm. knows how to use that. But also finding the right team to do that at this stage is crucial in his career. And he might have to be one team or another team. It might take a couple of years. I mean, look at, you know, Malcolm Brogdon goes to Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, great situation. It had been the finals they kept him. They should have kept him because he was a great point guard. But then Indiana would do the contract, right? He goes somewhere else. And he's still Malcolm Brogdon, the same player, but he goes somewhere else. So it's going to take a minute for Jay to figure it out body-wise, mind-wise, but team-wise. But he, his upside is so huge, the way the game is being played right now, that, um, you, know, it, you know, he will be really successful if he continues to work at it. We are blessed in this state to have some really fine coaches. Of course, our good friend Jeff Jones at Old Dominion. Uh, Mike Young is doing an outstanding job. He's, you know, put his name on the map with that program at Virginia Tech, of course. And, and you know, what Tony Bennett is – Tony Bennett – 
has done is very well documented. Does Tony Bennett's process make for good pros? You talked about Brogdon. You know, we think Jay is going to be good. There's a lot of, a lot of guy, Joe Harris is, does Tony teach guys to be good pros at the next level? I mean, cause Tony, I mean, Tony's pedigree, right. From his dad to his family, to himself, you know, coaching probably when he was a young kid with his mm-hmm. father playing in the, in the NBA, a little bit, Charlotte, et cetera. So if any kid looks out there looking at a place to go to be not only a good basketball player, but a good person, get a good education, that's what Tony Bennett is about to me, right? So it's a great package for any kid to go out there. Now, if you're a one-and-done uh, type player, you're not you're not Tony Bennett's player. Mm-hmm. If you're a Zion, now he would love to have Zion, but one-and-done, he probably wouldn't have recruiting, right? But if you're that type of player, you can you can go to the Dukes or Kentucky, et cetera, because they accept that. Right. But Virginia, Virginia is not like that. Tony Bennett is not like that. So a kid out there that's solid and wants to play three, four years, I mean, you know, he, he's got some guys that left early. Uh, you know, so and they've been very successful. I mean, like I said, Joe Harris, journeyman, right? And he's been in the league for how many years? And, yeah, you know, sticks and had a shot. And I mean, you, you get to play with Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving and start. I mean, so you you know something's there mentally and mentally tough. And Tony Bennett builds that system. So if I'm a kid out there today and I'm a dad or a parent looking at you know where I'm gonna send my kid to, to have a good career and play, I'm sending him to UVA with Tony Bennett. And I'm biased, obviously, but still, if Tony was somewhere other place, I'd still be probably preaching his, uh, his, his good good stuff. Before we go to break, last week, uh, Tyrese Radford leaving Virginia Tech, and I mean, he really had a step-out year, uh, was just so talented, and I felt so bad for Mike Young because Mike Young, as I just pointed out, has really done a great job at the Tech program. Is the transfer portal now becoming one of the worst things to ever happen to college athletics in your mind, Rob? I think so. I mean, right now, especially in, I mean, you can transfer and I'm not playing my minutes. I'm not doing something right. You know, then I automatically leave and play somewhere else. Okay, great. I mean, I'm sure they had to do something in the NCAA, the rules. Mm -hmm. But if I'm a coach, I said this before, you you put your name in a transfer portal and you don't go anywhere and I got to take you back. I don't really want you back. Right. Uh, you know, that'd be something that, I, I mean, I would have to be a very strong coach. And Tony, if somebody could do that, I'll take it back and play. But I'm not going to be really, really happy with you. Mm-hmm. Probably not, because you might be a cancer on my team that goes to everybody else as well. And you don't really want that in any sports arena, right? So I think it's, it's bad. It'll pan out sooner or later. I think the rules, give it three to five years, the rules will probably change again, but we'll see what happens. It's Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. When we come back, former Cavalier Jay Huff with some really great insights, not only into the program, but his feelings about name, image, and likeness. We'll be right back. The mission for the Samson Family Foundation is simple. We strive to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. The foundation promotes charitable and community input, educational development, health and fitness, and scholarship opportunities. The Samson Family Foundation's initiatives focus on patients with cancer, educational scholarship programs, and give students guidance in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. The Samson Family Foundation encourages limitless possibilities. Your financial support is tax deductible. To learn more, call 540-615-5097. The website is samsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. 
offensive foul. Huff guarded by Dolajai. Huff drives. Strong move to the bucket by Jay Huff. The Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Ralph Sampson. Uplift, empower, educate. Welcome into Center Court on the Winner's Circle Network. And uh, Ralph, uh, you scored a, a huge guest. Huge in a lot of different ways. And as a matter of fact, two players in program history at the University of Virginia, two guys had at least 10 blocks in a game. Jay Huff and Ralph Sampson. I guess you knew that. <laughs> I knew that. Ralph, yes. when, I, when I had 10 blocks against Duke, Ralph did not waste any time in letting me know that he had 12. <laughs> he was close. He was close. I was close. I was, man, that would have been cool to beat that record, but that's 12 blocks is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I, may have, I may have had some shorter guns. I don't know, but playing against Duke, they didn't have a good team like, like, uh, like they had with you. I was only like a few hundred or so off from your actual. Well, that, that was the thing that we went back and forth. They said, I think it was you or somebody texted me. Maybe it was Dave or somebody said, yeah. Jay's going to block your um, shot record at Virginia. I said, more power to him. I hope he does. But I didn't realize how many he had, how many I had. So I never really paid attention. Uh, well, it was it was not close. <laughs> well, Jay, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. How, how much fun did you have at UVA and playing college basketball? Oh, it was a lot of fun, um, both the playing and, you know, the off the court stuff, met a lot of good friends, uh, you know, team was a lot of fun, did a lot of uh, fun interviews uh, leading up to the championship. That was always a good time, uh, you know, met my wife at UVA, so that was obviously a big, big plus. Um, so overall, it was a great experience and one that I wouldn't trade for anything. What uh, so another another thing we have in common is like I think we're the only two real seven footers that played at UVA because the rest of them were maybe not that good. I don't know who else was seven footer there, but I want to make that point um, that we were we were at least the best two seven footers in UVA history. So how good. tall was how tall was Olden Polonese? He wasn't that good. <laughs> he wasn't he, that good. He, he was must... he was six, he was six ten, six eleven. There's there's a lot of guys that have come through that I think are listed at seven feet. Like I'm not sure if Francisco Cafaro's officially seven feet, uh, but I think that's what he's listed at. But I'm I'm definitely taller than he is. So, <laughs> so the real the two real seven footers that played. Yeah, the official seven games. footers. Exactly, exactly. Well, Jay, you had a, so, such a terrific work ethic you know, and to, and to be in position to do what you did with the national championship, which we certainly want to get into in the run, but you just improved a lot. And that has to be very gratifying for you because of the position you're in now. Yeah, it's definitely, it's been a process and that's kind of been, you know, ever since high school, I've never you know, felt like I've topped out. I feel like I've always gotten better every year. Uh, it hasn't been a year where I thought like, this is as good as it's going to get. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's hopefully going to continue. I think I'll continue to improve and hopefully uh, be able to play for a long time. Yeah. So, so the improvement, I want to talk about that a little bit, because I know the, the things from the championship run and, you know, guys, and, you know, we had, had some conversation on the road as well, where Tony's system sometimes doesn't fit a big guy in the post, but it fits the big guy in the pick and roll to pop and the three point shot. Yeah. But I was telling Mac, Malcolm as well after his run there, like, I mean, you were in the best situation because of the situation you were in with Tony and how good that was for you. Tell me, tell us how good is he really? I mean, we have our opinion. People here listening have their opinion and your opinion. And then what are some of the things you may have learned that will help you now as a, not only a basketball player, as a person moving forward? 
Yeah, he's he's an amazing coach. And the thing about the UVA system that I don't think a lot of people realize is it's as successful as the team makes it. And by that, I mean, you know, you have to buy in to that sort of program or else it's not going to work. There, you could have a perfect system, which there's no such thing, but, you know, assuming that there's a perfect system out there for basketball. And yet you could have one year where everybody's bought in and it would run smoothly. And then you'd have a year where not everybody's bought in. There's guys that want to do their own thing, guys that you know are complaining the whole time and you're not going to be successful. Um, so that's been the staple of like my time here is that guys, you know, they buy in uh, and we've been super successful that way. And that's, you know, the defense is something that obviously UVA hangs their hat on, but Eventually, you know, after you're there long enough, you grow to love games that only go to 40 points and you grow to love getting stops like that. When you first when you first get there, you know, it might be a little bit different because you're used to high school games that might have gotten. <laughs> if you were at a good high school game, you went to, you know, 80, 90. That's what we tried to get to, 80, 90. We, got, we might have gotten 100 a couple of times, but those were against some pretty bad teams. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's, it's the opposite with UVA and it's just, it's all about buy-in and how much, you know, how much you commit yourself to the program. Cause otherwise if you're not, and you're just out there trying to get your own, it's not going to work for you. Is the yeah, system where it goes across the board. So I mean, I've seen you online with the Charlotte team, maybe. So what, what things have translated from there to the league and your experience thus far? A lot of it's just, you know, defensively it's about being, you know, scrappy being you know, continuous not just making one effort play but you know constantly just you know the ball is the most important thing you got to stop the ball um and that translates to any level of basketball in some ways you know the fast pace of the nba is going to feel like a different sport than uva uh but at the same time like there's some stuff that will translate you know across the board wherever you play jay how difficult or how easy then because i loved your comment about the buy-in how easy or how difficult was it to buy into the tony bennett system uh for me it wasn't it wasn't hard and i think most of the guys they bring in are guys that are going to buy into a team system um we've had guys that you know we've had guys transfer and they were bought in but they thought that a different system might suit them better and i i think that some guys you know might have made the right decision some guys might have made the wrong decision and i won't say who did what because mm -hmm. i think I think that's kind of up to them, like guys that transfer, that is what it is. Uh, but like the guys that want to be there and the guys that you know, do their job and do that, like that's all we have. That's all we really go for. That's one of the main things that Coach Bennett looks for. We don't just look for, you know, four and five stars that could play in high school because high school is a different animal, mm -hmm. it's a completely different game. Uh, and you know, a college, a good high school program, like my high school, you know, we talked a lot in practice, some high school programs, you know, you walk into practice and it's quiet. Um, and, you know, you got to be able to talk on the floor and that's something that they look for and guys that are just, just ready to work and ready to, you know, play hard nosed defense like that. Cause not, nah, it's, it's not going to work well for you here. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work well in that system for sure. I know the, the Braxton stories and, and, and yours and Malcolm's and everybody else's. But when you like buy into something, it's really cool. It's like you see it in the, at the yeah. next level as well once you buy in yeah. to a system and it, and it fits you. It works. So being that the fact that this week 
uh, and this is going to do what they now in the whole era of uh, the name, image, and likeness, right? So guys that transfer one year, what do you think about that now that it's happened and going on moving forward? And how would you have capitalized on that uh, while playing at UVA? I have mixed feelings about the whole NIL thing. I think on the one hand, it should have been the case. Like I think athletes should have been able to make money on their name, image, and likeness like any other college student. I don't think the NCAA should have been able to stop them. Um, I think I would have made a lot of money. I think the <laughs> Sean Devilterry persona would have made it on a few car dealership commercials and that right. sort of thing. <laughs> so I, I'm looking back, I'm like, oh man, that would have been fun. And I would have, you know, had been making good money in college. Uh, but at the same time, there's part of me that just feels like college sports are going to change. Um, and there's going to be, it might just be a different feel. And I don't know what that means. Um, but I, I'm just hoping that like the sport itself doesn't get lost in the shuffle of like guys going to, you know, play basketball, but also like, like that might not be their main focus anymore. If the, if it like, depending on how much money they can make, like eventually they might not put as much effort in on the basketball front and it's just gonna, it's gonna feel different. It's gonna feel a little bit more like professional, but it's, it's different. I don't know. Just think you could have called, you could have called Ralph and said, Ralph, I'd love for you to come speak this week at my big man's camp. Yeah. <laughs> the Jay Huff big man's camp and oh, Ralph Samson been... will be the guest speaker. Well, I mean, and where does school fall into all of that? Cause I'd have been running camps all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it I works. think, I think it's going to be so, so interesting. And as you, but to be a college athlete, though, and to go through what you went through and the way everything was structured, yes, we'll get into the COVID year and how, you know, but the run at the championship and, and, and all of that, just the way your life was structured, was it, would you tell, would you tell guys, this is what you need to go through, stay in school a couple of years and embrace this? You mean like what I've told people to? Yeah, like, and would you tell kids now if you were if you were talking to a group of student athletes, would you say, "Yeah, you need to go through this. This is something you need to try." I think that you know, with I, it's just dependent, but I think for the most part, you know, if you're going to college, you should, unless you're going to be, you know, a very high draft pick, then you should probably stay and get your degree because whether or not, I mean part of it too, whether or not you get your degree, being within the UVA, you know, alumni network, I suppose if you graduate, you're probably a little bit more into that, but you just get so many more like networking opportunities. Like I've met so many people throughout my time at UVA that I'll be able to call later on for whether that's a favor, just to, you know, grab a meal together. Like it's, it's something that I think you can really capitalize on just the relationships and the network that you can build while you're there. Um, the education is obviously important as well. And I'm not downplaying that, but so much of it, especially at a place like UVA, because the UVA alumni network is all over the place. Like mm. there's UVA fans everywhere we go. And there's people, I'll just hear about random people that are UVA grads. Um, and you know, those are people that it's important to get to know. Uh, if you're going to take the time to be there, especially you might as well capitalize on that. Hello. My name is Jay Huff and I'm here on the first day of classes at UVA on the lawn and we're going to interview some students. Sir, real quick, how's your first day of class going? Good. How's your first day of class going? Uh, it was kind of tough. I had an 8 o'clock class, so I had to wake up really early. I'm so sorry. What year are you? 
The first year. First year, 8 a.m. Never do that again. You're listening to Center Court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. Welcome back on the Winner's Circle Network. This is Center Court. We are pleased to have Jay Huff, former Cavalier, with us. Uh, you know, his life is going to change, hopefully, in a few days. And uh, you know, just getting ready to step at, uh, at the next level. Jay, I know, I hope you don't get tired of talking about the 2019 run. It had to be magical. Um, take me through the elite eight game, Purdue and the bench and the Kihei play with Mamadi and just the way that unfolded and what was really going on uh, the bench, like those final minutes. And then of course the overtime. I'll be a hundred percent real with you right now. Mm-hmm. The, Last few games, like Purdue, and then the next two as well. At like toward the end of the game, I was ready to pack it up. You know, pack my bag up. I thought we'd <laughs> lost the game. <laughs> well, that's good. You're like, telling the truth. So I was like, and not that I wanted to, but I was like, ah, that's it. Like time to time to head home. It's, been, mm-hmm. it's been real, guys. And then all of a sudden, we turn something around. I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're staying a few more days. <laughs> um, and the bench, like you know. When Mamadi made the shot, oh, we just went, we lost it. Because that's one of those things that you don't realize was such a huge moment until later on when that's like one of the biggest plays of March Madness ever, especially when we won the championship. Like just the whole way it went down, I was just just (laughs) observing. Everyone was like kind of quiet when it was going on. And then when the shot was in the air, everyone's like like linking arms a little tighter and like, about to rip each other's arms off <laughs> and he makes it and everybody loses their minds. It was great. Well, of course, stepping into the final four, this doesn't quit because the final three games of that run, of course, the Auburn, was it a double dribble? Was it a foul? I mean, that was, again, I, I hate to use the word again, but I will. It was magical how it unfolded. Like I said, I thought it was over and all of a sudden there, <laughs> Losing the game or we're winning the game. Um, I saw a video. I think it was Auburn students that thought they had won, like rushing out onto the quad or whatever to celebrate. No, no, this was Texas Tech, but same thing. I mean, they mm-hmm. thought the game was over. Um, yeah, up ten, down ten. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And they were celebrating, and then all of a sudden, you see them looking down at their phones and their head in their hands. It's just, it was, it was funny, um, and. Honestly, that's about how we felt, except the opposite. We were like, uh, well, good season, guys. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Oh, no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, I want to ask both of you then, because you guys have been in a lot of huddles like this. All right, so Kyle Guy get, gets hit. He's got three free throws he's got to make. Ralph, do you, is it like a pitcher throwing a no-hitter? Does the huddle talk to him, or do you just stay you away from alone. him? Ralph, you Ralph, you first. You, you, you first. Leave him alone. Just get away from him. Don't you don't get, get, get his hands sweaty, nothing. Like, you don't high-five him because no. you don't want to pass some sweat from you to him. Like, you can't touch his hands at that point. You just let him let him do his thing. Let him yeah, run. so, Jay, there was no conversation in the huddle in before those free throws. No. Yeah. yeah. But when he left, everyone was, like, looking at each other, like, super nervous. But we didn't want to say a word because uh, yeah. we're, we're a little superstitious. I'm one of those people that knocks on wood all the time. Um, and so we were just, like – not saying a word. So, so Mac, you, you think about it though. So that scenario with those free throws, go, 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 it's now in history in the NCAA tournament, mm, right? Mm-hmm. But this run, so you know, thanks to Jay and all the other players, 
they have the longest tenure of an NCAA championship. Exactly. Years, right? Yeah. It won't be anyone like that ever again. Yeah. And then, Mac, you know, as uh, and Jay, we, we, we're going to date ourselves here a little bit. But as you get older, that whole run going to be a documentary or book. It's going to be something made out of that, right? Yeah. Sooner or later. So you guys will hopefully stay together as a group and, and take advantage of the opportunity. But it's coming. And oh, yeah. uh, you know, people are writing about it, trying to write books. And who knows what they're doing with it, right? But that's that's one of the moments in history, yeah. you know, in college basketball will never be forgotten. Yeah. And like, especially having grown up watching college basketball, like I was at the game uh, when, oh, what's his name? Gordon Hayward almost hit the half court shot. Like my family was there. Mm. Um, and so having been a kid watching all that and then, being involved in it as a player like it's a very different feeling but at the same time you're like you know you're thinking about it's like man that's going to be really cool for you know even future kids of mine to watch like that's yeah, just absolutely. jay behind the scenes then with all the talk about redemption in umbc if i was on that team that 2018 2019 team and having to answer that day in day out especially when it became march and the right, the way it was treated, did you guys just get sick of it? And was it a bonding experience in that regard okay. for you guys? The fact that, yeah, we, we have something to prove. Well, yeah. Mike, let me, add, let, me add, let me add that before, because I, you know, I think, and I want to know the story because it's asked to that. So Tony in his conversation said he put something at half court in a box. Is that real? So take me, if he put something that you guys wrote on after that game and put it in the middle of the floor. This might have been after the championship. I'm forgetting when it was, and that's dating myself a little bit mm -hmm. because all the years just kind of run together. Sure. But, you know, they, they drilled a hole in the center court and wrote all the names of uh, like all the players that have come through the program uh, since Coach Bennett's been there, uh, just you know to leave like lay the foundation. Essentially, is what it was, um, and then we put it down in the middle of the floor. Uh, but as for um, literally drilled a hole in the court. Yeah, no, like yeah. not not the wood, but like underneath the wood. Sure. Like the cement. Yeah. 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 So it, it's it's cool. And like that's one of those things that you know you walk over half court and you think about it from time to time. Like that's still there. What a yeah. how good is that? Yeah. No, I don't know who he had to talk to. <laughs> Ronnie Weidman is a miracle worker. So I'm sure Ronnie talked to whoever at JPJ. Um, another funny story, as for like with the pressure of the like the having lost against UMBC and redemption and everything like that. Mm. Um, the first game against Gardner know, Webb, like, Gardner, Gardner Webb. Webb. That's what it was. I knew it was a school from North Carolina. Yeah. Um, so we played them and, you know, we were, it was close. We might've been losing at halftime. I forget. Yeah, you were goals. down we were 13 losing. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> and, um, we're all sitting in the locker room and, you know, we're kind of quiet. And then eventually people start talking, like trying to encourage each other and everything like that. But there was definitely a lot of pressure there. And then we, um, you know, we won the game and we walked back into the locker room and we're all excited and feel that pressure kind of lifted. And <laughs> Coach Bennett, had, <laughs> for some, like, I think he just had this in his mind that it would be a really cool thing. And it was, it was cool, but it was also <laughs> just kind of like one of those funny things that you're like, he, cause you think about the process of it. He asked Ronnie Weidman, our director of ops to go out to somewhere and buy like a stuffed monkey, like a, a <laughs> plush monkey. And he walks into the locker room with this monkey on his back. And then he like takes off and spikes it on the ground. <laughs> and he, just, he's a motivator. Getting the monkey off our back. It was like, it was one of those things that in the moment I was like, I didn't get the, 
joke at first. So I, he just walked in with like his stuffed monkey. I was like, does he, does he sleep with it? Like, <laughs> that is his nighttime you know, teddy bear type thing. I'm not yeah. sure what he did with the monkey. He might have thrown it in the trash immediately after. But I'm just thinking through the process, like, where did Ronnie go to find that? Like, he might, I think he might have said he had to go to like the zoo or something to, to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just laughing the whole time. It was funny. That's going to be in the documentary. Ronnie goes and finds the stuffed monkey. Yeah. Not a bit. I got to know like where exactly he went. Uh, that's that's good stuff. Jay Huff is our guest, former Cavalier. And, but then when it was all said and done, again, the journey, they always talk about the process is the journey. Uh, I think Dave Odom wrote the book that said the end is not the trophy, uh, meaning the journey is a lot more important. And I would, that locker room, when it was all said and done, had to be pretty special, Jay. No, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, just the, the celebration and, you know, like there's only so many teams that finish the season on a win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're either going to, once you make it that far, especially it's, it hurts worse and worse, the closer you get to winning the championship, if you lose. Um, and so being able to go out on a win, you know, like we said, like that pressure off your back um, and just not, it's almost like you don't have a care in the world, you know, mm-hmm. any homework assignment, even like lingering over your head, you're just like, <laughs> not even thinking about that. Like that doesn't matter. Um, all you're thinking about is just like the, you know, that cool moment. Um, and that's not to say that that's like the end all be all because that it all eventually fades, but it's still, you know, it's a cool thing. I think the ability for, for you guys also, and I want to talk about this in the third segment, uh, Ralph and I love to talk leadership and from the outside looking in, it really looked like you were one of those leaders and, and vocal leaders during that drive. And uh, uh, I'm sure you learned a lot about leadership that whole year. Yeah. I think that was like just the way I was with like the guys that didn't play as much. You know, I, I was, you know, a little bit more of a leader in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't play as much, especially down the stretch. Uh, but, you know, me and like the scout team, I like to think that I was, you know, someone who kind of kept us going a little bit because like it's a long season, especially if you're not playing, uh, no matter if you're winning games, losing games, like it's a long season uh, for players like that. Uh, but the camaraderie that we had, especially, you know, after games, we would do like the fun interviews and stuff. Sure. Uh, it's a, it was a way to keep us, a little more invested in the, the logistics and the, I guess, the interviews and stuff. Cause a lot of us weren't getting interviewed very much. So we just decided to make it fun. Uh, we didn't want to just be sitting around. The education is obviously important as well. And I'm not downplaying that, but so much of it, especially at a place like UVA, cause the UVA alumni network is all over the place. Like mm-hmm. there's UVA fans everywhere we go. And there's people, I'll just hear about random people that are UVA grads. You know, those are people that it's important to get to know uh, if you're going to Take the time to be there, especially you might as well capitalize on that. Building a game plan for life. It's basketball and beyond. We return to center court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Welcome back to center court on the Winter Circle Network. I'm Mac McDonald. Ralph Sampson is here. Our guest, Jay Huff, former Cavalier, and now getting ready to play for pay. It, uh, it's, it's probably been an exciting time for Jay. Uh, he gets married and then all of a sudden putting basketball God, really on the front burner, Ralph? Yeah, so it's interesting to see the likes of Jay and all the other uh, guys that are out there playing at the next level, no matter where they play. So, Jay, tell us, I mean, after you graduated, uh, you know, we talked about the miracle season, and you might not have played en- enough that you wanted to play, but you were very impactful on the bench and when you played. Mike, we had some 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 
statistical data before we thought that Jay's, you know, per minute average is above almost 20 points a game. So obviously he may play more, it been even higher. Who knows? But it is what it is. But take us through the transition of your senior year, because I, I told people all the time, it's very sad that like you, you're the guy that ex experienced one that the pandemic stopped the ACC tournament, which I was on the way there. And then you had to play about so two years of your four years really is not normal. Yeah. yeah, it's not normal. So now you got to go and want to have aspiration to play next level. So I'm like, should, should the NCAA give you one more year? Maybe, maybe not. But now you got to play at the next level. So what have you been doing to prepare for that since then? Yeah, I mean, you know, luckily it seems like things are trending in a direction where we'll be able to have a little bit more of a normal season next year. Uh, I'm hoping it stays that way, you know, knock on wood. Uh, but this past season was, it was wild, like you said, and it was just a lot different. Uh, but I've just been working out a lot, you know, working with Johnny Carpenter a lot, as well as Stelios. He's the, you know, our uh, player development guy and then one mm -hmm. of our GAs. Uh, I've been working with them a lot, working with Mike Curtis. Um, and then when I've been in Durham, I'm working with a guy named Bob McKinnon. Uh, he coached with the Mavericks for a number of years. He was a, a coach yeah. at UNC at one point. I don't know if you've yeah, met him before, yeah. but um, really good guy, good family. Um, so we've gotten to know them pretty well over the years. Uh, I've been working with him a lot. Um, a lot of it's just getting a lot of shots up. That's the main thing. Um, you know, having that ready, going into workouts. I had a workout with the uh, Charlotte Hornets, and then I had a back-to-back -back in Memphis and Sacramento, uh, which a back-to-back. -back. <laughs> uh, and that was about 3 a.m. Memphis time, I think, which was different even from Virginia. So it, my internal clock was all over the place. But that is the the business that I'm getting into. Um, and it's, it's kind of interesting getting a taste of that now and just getting used to that lifestyle. Cause it's, it's crazy, uh, but it's, it's exciting. And it's something that I've looked forward to for a really long time. Yeah. You'll love it. I mean, once you, once you get there and get it, but you know, I always said to you, your attribution would you, especially with today's game, being a seven foot guy, right? It's not normally a post-up game, which is great because you want to get down and get beat up. Right. Uh, but your, you know, the pick and roll, the pick and pop, the pick and dive, or whatever it be, plus the offensive and defensive skills you set with Tony Bennett, to me, fits the NBA well. You got to find the right team and the right teammates. So Charlotte is really good. Obviously, I know actually Fred Whitfield, the president of the school of the, uh, of the of the team. But what do you think your game is going to be at the next level? What would you like it to be? Because you can shoot the three all day long, right? And that's yeah. that's what's happening in the game today. I mean, if Brooke Lopez can shoot a three. <laughs> I would say some curse word, but I'll leave that alone. Jay Huff can shoot a three, right? I mean, and he, he's been a journeyman all over. He's watched the game now, and he's at Milwaukee, and if he can shoot a three, he's got a bigger body, but he, he doesn't use the physical, right? No, I mean, he's so, been adaptable, and I think, uh, you know, this, like, recent postseason, I think he's gone back a little bit more to his, you know, his big man game, uh, but, you know, he's still, he's adapted his game well. Um, and it's it's weird watching that because, you know, having watched Brooke Lopez for a while, like that was never his thing. Um, no, never. You know, I think a lot of it's going to be the same. A lot of my game is going to be very similar, you know, pick and roll, throw lobs, yep. you know, pick and pop, shoot threes, you know, playmaking. I think I can pass it well. Um, me and Trey Murphy, I would like to have a teammate at the next level like Trey Murphy because me and him had a system where I'd, you know, take a look at him and his man would kind of jump up in the gap and immediately he would backdoor and I would throw it to him. Uh, and we, we got that a bunch. Um, so 
like I was just kind of constantly looking for that. So I think, you know, making plays like that, maybe even occasionally bring the ball up the floor at a fast break or something. Um, I think I can do that a little more than uh, we did at UVA. And that's, you know, obviously I was talking about it earlier. It's not a knock on yeah. UVA system. That's just how we roll. Um, and again, it's a, almost a different sport. It feels like sometimes <laughs> watching NBA games and it's not a bad thing because that's what we tried to do. We tried to slow you down. Yeah, uh, I think I can do those things. High school, my team was a little more run and gun. And so I would bring the ball up the floor from time to time. So that's something that I would like to show. Um, and then defense, you know, blocking shots is at a premium as well. Being able to do that is certainly a skill that I think could help keep me in the league. Um, so I'm, really, my game's not going to change much, but might speed up a little bit, I think. Well, think about Phoenix and A-Town, right? I mean, he came out a little early, immature, but developed over here. But he also, Phoenix was a bad team. Now they're going to the finals, right? And they in the finals, they're doing their thing. Yeah. So the game's similar to that as well, right? So they just throw the lob up to him, go get it, which you can do. Yeah. Uh, and you can block shots. So I think the NBA is ready for you. I think you're ready for that for them as well. But what's you know how to prepare yourself. I know you're working out probably like a fiend every day and doing that. What's your regimen? What do you do daily? First question, and two, do you look at, and it's, now you see Mamadi with Milwaukee, and he's there, and he, he's on the team, and you see Malcolm and what he's done when he was there before with Tony Systems. I love watching, obviously, the UVA guys play at that next level to see the evolution of uh, being with Tony at UVA and now. But what what are you doing today? What's next? What's happening with you? Are you going to go to more tryouts? What do you think is going on? What, what are your agent and people telling you? Yeah, so I've got, you know, on a daily basis, it's typically, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I lift. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, it's some form of conditioning, whether that's, you know, on the bike or some type of running or, you know, even playing pickup. I've been trying to find places to play, play to UNC a little bit. You know, that's um, kind of enemy territory and they didn't take my <laughs> UVA stuff there, but um, <laughs> it was most of what I had. And then, you know, playing at other places, uh, Got some guys that I work out with here, some guys that either have been pro or are trying to turn pro as well. I'm in Durham, you know, working out with Johnny, a lot of that. Um, some of it's just been, you know, dependent on the day of the week and who's available when. So I've had to be adaptable in that way. And then, like I said, Charlotte uh, was earlier in June and then Memphis and Sacramento was a back-to-back. -back. I've got, uh, see, I have, the Wizards, I have Milwaukee um, and a, work, a joint workout with, I think, Utah and Minnesota that they set up where they're inviting all NBA teams right. in Minnesota. Got Philly lined up. I've got Dallas lined up. Wow. Hopefully it's San Antonio somewhere in there. Um, so it's, it's a lot. And the month of June is going to be a lot of traveling all over the place. But it'll be, it'll be good. And I'm excited about it. Um, and just to see how these different teams, you know, like my game, I guess. Jay, has the, has the feedback been consistent? A lot of it's the same. Yeah. I mean, and it's stuff that I've known about for years, you know, putting on weight, putting on muscle, that type of thing has been mm -hmm. big. Uh, that's something that I'm still working on. I put on a fair amount of weight uh, in this process as well, which has been good. Um, a few things here and there, stuff that I've seen that I want to work on. Um, and most teams agree you know, just playing defense in a different system. It's mm -hmm. weird because I'm kind of programmed and that's what you got to do. You got to program yourself the right way to play at UVA. But, you know, in the NBA, they switch, they you know, 
guard ball screens different. Um, and it's just, it's going to, it's going to take some adjusting. I don't think that I'm incapable of it, but it's, it's going to take some, um, some getting used to, um, just being able to switch on to guards and slide effectively for yeah. even a few no seconds is, is big. Um, but most teams, you know, they've seen what I can do. They see that I can catch lobs. Um, and most teams say like, just keep working on those skills. Uh, cause those are the things that are going to, you know, get me to the next level. And then once I get there, you know, work on a lot of the other stuff, you know, getting stronger, but a lot of teams, you know, see me as like a G league player, like a two-way player, um, that type of thing. Hopefully I could work my way up. I, and I've told them this, I've told most of the teams this, that have asked, you know, the prideful competitive part of me says I should be a lottery pick, but um, <laughs> yes, the, sure. the realistic and, you know, the part of me that, you know, will take a job anywhere says, okay, fine. If that's, if that's the path that I take, uh, so be it. Uh, Cause my, my path has always been one of development. You know, I took a red shirt year. I've been at UVA for five years, only played for four, mm -hmm. uh, but I tell them like, you know, not opposed to development. I've been on that path for a while. So if that's the way it goes, I think that I can work my way into a, a good position in the NBA over you know, however much time that takes. Well, let me, I'll give you a piece of advice. You don't need to gain weight. I never gain weight. I'm still almost the same size when I play. I was right? going to say, I mean, and that's you the thing. I don't to put on a ton of weight. Some teams have, you know, suggested just, like five to 10 pounds. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. But I've always said, like, if I put on 20, 30, 40 pounds of muscle, that would completely change the way I move. Absolutely. So you want to gain, and, and, and the weight coach at UVA is phenomenal. You want to gain strength. Yeah. Right. And then you want to also have flexibility. Because you think about a seven foot guy playing a six foot five guard, six foot two guard, right? Yeah. Off of pick and roll. So if you are training, which I don't know what your training regimen is, but we can always talk about it, but work the pick and roll and then get you the fastest guard you can find and playing one-on-one -on -one up and down the court. Yeah. That, that's the way I got back. That's the way I know how to dribble in high school and college. Mm -hmm. uh, Coach Odom, Coach Larinaga made me dribble against the Othell. They would have, you know, the JV players <laughs> because I wanted to drill the ball because I would never get it because I was playing a boxing one, two zone, whatever. I got frustrated that way. So don't gain strengths, gain knowledge, knowledge of the game one and, and just gain, no gain weight, gain strength. And you'll be just fine because I think you'll surprise a whole lot of people out there. Once you start to play, you guys lift weights all the time. Now yeah. we didn't, we didn't lift weights. Uh, did in college, but NBA, I'm the first person to bring weights to uh, NBA arena. That's they had no no weight coach, no nutrition program, no nothing. That's weird. Yeah, and you're like talking about gaining weight. Oh, you, you drink some beer, you'll gain weight. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, That's the flexibility the flexibility idea is good because when you're not playing basketball, you'll be great on the golf course, uh, especially, you know. But also, also but have you ever, ever done yoga? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've gotten into that some. Uh, me and my wife do, did a lot of that, especially during quarantine. Uh, do some hot, the hot yoga piece. I'm telling you. If you look at the history of the league in seven-footers, look at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Robert Parrish, all those guys like that that never had a major injury. And the one thing that ties them all together is yoga. Or martial arts. Tim Duncan, yeah. what did he do? He swam a lot. He never got injured. Well, especially, you know, there's a lot of free time in the NBA. In college, you got schoolwork, you got all that nonsense. Not nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> NBA, you got to find hobbies. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You'll find something. Going with your wife and doing yoga is fun. So do exactly. that. Yeah. Jay, thank you so much. We wish you all the best. And uh, we'll thank be rooting for you on the 29th. Yeah, we'll be rooting for you, finding out 
where you're going to go. And you've been a great leader. You've been very inspirational to a lot of people. Congratulations on your career and your new family. And uh, just, we wish all the best now in your, your second step. Thank yeah, you. If I can do anything, let me know. We'll stay in touch. I really appreciate yeah, you being I'd on. Love and, to, uh, I'd love to even get lunch sometime soon. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll do that. Former Wahoo, Jay Huff, Winner's Circle Network and Center Court continues after this. To get into sports casting, you need experience just to get your foot in the door. I can't tell you how many times in my career somebody will ask me, how do I get into your business? How do I become a sportscaster? The first thing I ask is, what have you done? Do you have any experience? And the answer is normally nothing yet. It's because they couldn't find a program that provided the real world experience that you need to get started. So I set out to create a program designed for the next wave of sportscasting talent. And my partner was an obvious one, Full Sail University. Great track record in entertainment and media, great alumni group, and the ability to evolve as the industry changes. We're offering a bachelor's degree that combines the professional expertise that my fellow sportscasters and I have built our careers on with the technologies shaping the world of sports. To succeed in this business, you have to be ready for what's next. But the core of great sportscasting I don't think will ever change. And this program brings it all together. Welcome back. Final segment on the Winter Circle Network in Center Court with Ralph Sampson. Uh, love, love catching up with Jay Huff, and I wish him all the best on the 29th. The draft right around the corner. And Ralph, with the NCAA's approval of the name, image, and likeness, Jay Huff, of course, no longer a college athlete, but he jumped on it by he wanted to trademark what UVA students started to call him Hoonicorn. It was because Kevin Durant had called... Uh, 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 Porzingis unicorn for his unique value and how good a, a big player like uh, you know a, a big man could play. Well, Jay Huff filed a trademark application for unicorn for sweats and hats and sh- what's he going to do with all this merchandise? What's he going to do with that trademark? He's no longer at UVA. That's good. Well, you know, it's interesting, Mike, with the name, image, and likeness stuff going on as well. I'm sure he would like, wish that would happen, you know, a year ago or two years ago while he was at UVA still. But, I mean, you're out there and you have that opportunity. You got to, you know, you yeah. got an idea. You got to try it. You know, you got to see what happens. You never know what happens. And he'll learn, he'll learn about marketing. He'll learn about business, maybe the hard way. But, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully he has some great people around, which I'm sure he does. To understand, you know, what he wants to do, and it's it's, it's crazy good that he does. That. I mean, sell the likes of, you know, uh, uh, Jerome and Kyle Guy having camps at UVA, you know, in Charlottesville this summer, and now you see Jay doing what he's doing as well. So it'd be interesting to see how this pans out. And Mike, I got a call yesterday from a Ricky Stokes and a, and a Jimmy Miller. Right, said, you know, we need to get back into this. Whatever, we need to get some shirts with our names on them again and do the uh-huh. whole thing over again. I'm like, okay, great. So. You know, that's out there as well. I mean, you still got some great <laughs> bandwidth with the UVA family, but yeah, everybody wants a piece of that action. No, oh, gotta love it. And before we go, I gotta salute Mike Toby, another former center with the Slovenian team and Luka Doncic. They're in the Olympics, and he had a couple of great performances. Huh? He had a 27 and 12 board performance. I mean, really, really good stuff from Mike Toby. Yeah, it's great. I mean, great stuff. I mean, you can't ask any more, though. I mean, it's just good. He does good stuff. Yeah. Well, look, have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, as we roll on this summer, I hope uh, everything continues going well for you. Yeah, it's a great summer. Uh, it's here in the midst of it. The weather is beautiful now in the valley here, so I can't complain. And 
I'm looking forward to the next number of weeks, you know, get this uh, back. I'm looking for the fall, but we'll see what happens. But I like the summer much because you can wear shorts, you can hang out. I'm not, I'm not on the beach like you, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm not that way, but maybe one of these days. Yeah, I have spent a little time on the beach, and now I'm trying to get out of air conditioning, so I, this voice can change. Uh, for more content information on Center Court, remember, we're at Center Court Podcast 50 and Ralph, at Ralph Sampson 50 on all social media platforms. For Ralph Sampson, I'm Mac McDonald. Enjoy Center Court. Enjoy your week. And we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift, empower, educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.